Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Hunter Biden's on the hill for his deposition as the FBI and the Department of Justice are so corrupt. You've got black supporters now coming out and saying, listen, we're backing Trump because he gets it, man. He gets it. And Mitch McConnell stepping down as Senate Majority Leader. Bye-bye. 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 Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It is a busy Wednesday. I was not expecting uh, Mitch to come out and say that he was going to be uh, stepping down as Senate Majority Leader, but Minority Leader. Uh, but good. I'm glad. Good riddance. I mean, goodbye. He's been there way too long. And the bottom line is, I know you're going to start getting all these accolades for him. I-, I will not be one of those people giving Mitch McConnell accolades. I'm sorry, but the minute that he came out and he made sure that Ukraine funding was more important than securing the southern border and sending our money over the border of Ukraine was more important than the safety and security of the United States of America, that's that's enough. That's goodbye. But there's a lot of other reasons, too, that I'm glad Mitch is gone. I'm just worried about his replacement being just as bad, quite frankly. But maybe hope springs eternal. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll be Tim Scott. You know, my my dream would be Mike Lee or Rand Paul. That'd be my dream. My dream would really be Mike Lee. I mean, that would be fantastic. But um, there's too many swamp creatures in the Republican side of the Senate for that to happen, there's too, there's just way too many rhino, mushy, squishy Republican, uh, oof. and they're the worst. Honestly, I I have no use for these people. I really don't. Pick a freaking team and then play for that team and stop with this nonsense. Stop with this nonsense that that, that you know, you know you're going to pr- try to reach across the aisle and Democrats don't want to work with you. They're trying to destroy this country. Wake up. Wake up to that fact. As a black supporter, a former Democrat, said so eloquently today, I'm going to play that clip for you in just a few minutes, but Representative Chip Roy is uh, is speaking right now on Fox News, and he was saying that you cannot hide the fact that Joe Biden was the brand. Joe Biden was the brand, and there's $20 million of money that has to be accounted for here, and Biden was the brand, the big guy. 10% for the big guy. And don't forget what I've told you many, many times over again, which is that all the classified documents and the cover-up that is being done with this, because don't fall, do not fall for the uh, for the idea that this is really about Biden being a doddering old man who is hiding his own Easter eggs and a jury would never convict him. They want you to think that so that you're not focused on the fact that these classified documents were most likely in Hunter Biden's possession because they were all around the same time that Hunter was doing business in Ukraine. So all this is going to come out, I believe, is Hunter Biden is now on Capitol Hill for his deposition behind closed doors under oath. 
and good. Also, last night, as the uh, khakis, Steve Kornacki so eloquently put it, it was a landslide for Trump in Michigan. I love these naysayers who are saying, well, Trump didn't get 100% of the vote. Therefore, that means that a lot of Republicans don't want him. So he, First of all, Michigan, like the other states, was an open primary, meaning you did not have to be registered as a Republican or Democrat to vote. But the other big story to Michigan, of course, is that Biden effectively got crushed in Michigan last night. It was bad for him. But it shows you how freaking kooky the Democrat Party has become. I mean this. I mean, the Democrat Party's kooky. If you're a Democrat... How do you how do you hang in with this? How do you hang in with this group? You know, there's this lie being pushed right now by this vile human being named Rick Wilson, who is claiming that there were Nazis at CPAC. Now, I can tell you, since I was at CPAC, uh, there were no Nazis there. Uh, there were no. In fact, uh, Matt DeSantis, let me ask you, since you were there at CPAC with me, Matt, did you see any Nazis when you were at CPAC? I did not. I think I would have remembered that. You didn't see any Nazis walking around goose stepping, Zeke Heiling or anything like that? <laughs> I, I would have left immediately. That did not occur. No, there was no Nazis there. No Nazis. It's interesting because also a big theme of CPAC was keeping America out of foreign wars. Last time I checked, the Nazis were not particularly good at that. The Nazis were not good at keeping Germany out of war. In fact, last time I checked, the Nazis were the ones who started World War II. So, along with the Japanese, of course. So, if there were Nazis there, they would have felt very uncomfortable and out of place since it was an America First conference that talked about no more foreign wars and foreign entanglements. And uh, a lot of the speakers said, we got to stop with this Ukraine nonsense and no more war. And they're supporting the guy who didn't get America into another war. That's Donald Trump. And they want Donald Trump back again because Donald Trump didn't start another war and he won't start another war and he'll end the war in Ukraine. But what's, amer- what's amazing, though, of course, is that apparently there were Nazis goose-stepping all over CPAC, and I just missed it. I just missed it. Mac, there's a clip I pulled of Rick Wilson in Grabian, if you want to grab that for me. Um, he's a vile human being. But this is what they're trying to do. They're trying so desperately to say Republicans are the party of extremism. Look, I'm telling you right now, there, if there had been Nazis at CPAC, I'm not saying there wasn't some lunatic there. There's lunatics at everything. I'm not saying there wasn't a nutbag there. There's nutbags at every every convention in the world. I mean, even the Amway conference as your you know your, your standard garden variety nutbag that shows up. There's a nutbag everywhere. But the Democrat Party's full of them right now. There's so many nutbags that are in that party, including the mayor of Athens, Georgia, who tells us that we must respect the dignity of migrants and tries to deflect to Trump and Charlottesville away from the brutal murder of, of that young woman at the hands of an illegal immigrant who should have been deported because he was a criminal. And Biden had a Fugazi crime conference today at the White House, and I can tell you that Joe Biden did not address illegal immigration. Instead, what did he do? He went after the NRA, went after guns, went after assault weapons. The usual, usual standard talking points that you'd expect – you, the usual nonsense that you would try to you would predict from from Joe Biden. It's not about it's not about the criminals. It's about the object that they use the guns. I'm going to say this while I still can. Just kidding. I will say whatever I want for as long as I want. Uh, you've got a problem in this country in this in this Democrat Party, and a big part of the reason why is because you have all these woke prosecutors around the country, and these woke mayors, and they've all taken George Soros money. And they all believe the criminals are victims and they all believe that the criminals are not to be judged. So therefore, at Biden's crime summit at the White House today, 
Joe Biden went on about guns and gun control, not going on about deporting illegal immigrants, not going on about cracking down on actual criminals. Because the Democrat Party has been infiltrated by such extremist Marxist people that that's what they believe. They believe capitalism is the problem. They believe the police are white supremacists, racists, and they believe the criminals are the victims. And, you know, there's this clip of Kate Bedingfield. Uh, Matt, I pulled that one, too. Kate Bedingfield, who is Obama's former communications director and Biden's, too, who was uh, who was out there saying that Democrats need to talk more on crime. But she also says, I don't think America is this crime ridden hellscape that Trump makes it out to be. Oh, really? Well, tell that to the people that live in the cities that are affected by crime. Just just remember that. Just keep 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 that in mind. All right. Keep in mind the fact that people who live in these areas who are not Kate Bedingfield because she lives in, I'm sure, a very, very nice area. They're not the ones that care. They I mean, Kate Bedingfield of the world don't care because they don't live in those neighborhoods. Sorry, I got distracted by a tweet from Johnny Cook. Wait a minute. We went through 2016 with you rightly saying that the only thing that mattered was judges. Well, thanks to Mitch, we got an extra vote in the Supreme Court. And now Dobbs is the law of the land. True, but good riddance. It's time. Goodbye. Everybody, you know, go. go. I, yes, Mitch did his job, and I'm sure that if there had been another Republican as minority leader, the same result would have occurred. McConnell, I'm not saying he's all bad. He was able to do some things in terms of getting judges through. Yes, absolutely. But this iteration of Mitch McConnell right now, this guy who puts Ukraine first, and America's border second. Sorry, no, that's not a fighter that the Republican Party needs in the Senate. No, sorry. You know, I mean, look, you got to just recognize that fact. It's time for new leadership. I'm just worried about the people that they're talking about because a lot of them are uh, exactly of the same mindset. Ukraine first, America's border second, if at all. You know, I like a far second, not a close second, but a distant second. I'm just pointing that out because... I have a problem with that. I really do. I have a problem with the fact that Mitch McConnell has gone so all in. Remember, it was Mitch McConnell who said Ukraine funding was his top priority. That's what Mitch McConnell said recently. It was his top priority. If you're the Senate minority leader and you believe the top priority for this country is funding Ukraine, I want you gone. I want you out. Thank you for your work getting judges through. Well done. We appreciate it. But if right now in the year 2024, you're telling me that your top priority is getting money for Ukraine, goodbye. Good riddance and fare thee well. And don't let the door hit you on the way out. I'm serious about that. I'm serious about that. These guys stay there too long. Mitch McConnell told the joke today about how Ronald Reagan called him Mitch O'Donnell. He got there when he was in his 40s and he's in his 80s. And, the, and, and, and exposes a problem, which is that these people never leave. They stay there forever. They stay too long. They outlive their welcome. They, we need new blood, and we need to have ter- term limits, and I've said this for a long time, and these people just wind up staying. And the problem is when you're in leadership, you tend to get even more entrenched with the swamp in many ways. That's why we've seen the downfall of a lot of Republican speakers over the years. It's why we've seen the downfall of McConnell over the years, too. And, you know, Rand Paul's frustration with him lately has just been so acute and good for Rand Paul for speaking out on it because Rand Paul is the other senator from Kentucky. And Rand Paul has been saying it. You know, McConnell is wrong in his priorities. He's wrong. Any any Republican who stands up there and says the number one issue is Ukraine funding. You call yourself the Republican majority leader or minority leader. Give me a break, please. 
In fact, McConnell joined Democrat leadership, Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, basically beating up on Ron Johnson during yesterday's White House meeting, trying to get him the fold on foreign aid to Ukraine. That's something. I'll tell you another point, too, that I, I want to mention. I got some great Ron Johnson audio for you as well as he talks about the FBI and the DOJ being corrupt. Mike Johnson, excuse me, Speaker Mike Johnson. But I have some Senator Ron Johnson audio for you uh, where he, he beats up the FBI and the DOJ pretty good. Really good, actually, today. So I'm very happy about that. But no, look, I mean, McConnell, the problem becomes when you get so entrenched in the swamp, you're so surrounded by by the money and your job is to dole out the money. And so you, you have a lot of lobbyists who are around you all the time. The big part of the job of being in leadership is to raise money for other candidates. That really is what the job is. You know, if you're the speaker of the house, your job is to run the house of representatives. But if you're the majority leader of the house, if you are the whip, if you are the deputy whip, like our buddy Guy Reschenthaler, your job is to raise money. Your, your, your job is to raise lots of money and then make sure that Republicans get elected. McConnell's job is basically that too, especially as minority leader. The majority leader in the Senate is not the same as the Speaker of the House. It's a different structure. And the minority leader, his job is to make sure that Republicans get elected to the U.S. Senate. Hasn't exactly done a bang-up job with that over the years either, has he now? But I wonder, too, if Mitch is doing this now to send a message. I really do. And I know that Mitch McConnell is not like Trump. We know that. Mitch McConnell does not like Donald Trump. And Mitch McConnell came out and said recently he will not be making any comments on endorsements. He said that today as he was wrapping up his press conference. He's not going to say anything about endorsements right now. Why? Donald Trump is, is going to be the nominee. I mean, he's, by all intents and purposes, the nominee. He doesn't have the exact number of delegates he needs technically, but he's the nominee. I mean, his proportion of votes, his proportion of votes that he's been getting as, as each election goes through has been larger percentage-wise with, with each primary caucus. And we still have the Michigan Republican Party caucus, which is going to happen, the convention, which is going to happen, and he's going to crush it there too. But McConnell still won't back him. I wonder, you know, does McConnell... By doing this, send a message to Joe Biden and then put all the pressure on, hey, Joe Biden, you got to take a hint, man. You got to go because McConnell knows that Trump beats Biden. But he thinks that if maybe they swap Biden out and they put somebody else in, that maybe that person could beat Trump. I really wonder that. I don't think Mitch McConnell wants four more years of Donald Trump. I really don't. I really don't think he does. And I think that from Mitch McConnell's perspective, a big part of the reason is because when you are in leadership and you are so entrenched in the swamp and your job is to raise money and you're surrounded by lobbyists all day and you're surrounded by the, the money people and you hear over and over again the importance of Ukraine and the defense industrial complex telling you how this money is going to buy bullets in Pennsylvania and tanks in Michigan and, you know, batteries in North Carolina and on and on and on and this is what you ascribe and this is your world and you become so insular to that. There was this great scene. If you ever watched the show House of Cards on Netflix, particularly the early seasons were fantastic. Uh, I remember the first season. There's this great scene where Kevin Spacey, who I guess, I don't know if he's canceled or uncanceled now. I, I, I don't exactly know Kevin Spacey's status. But anyway, great actor regardless. Uh, he plays this congressman who is in leadership. He would ultimately go on to become president as the show evolves. But, and he has to go back to his district in Georgia. 
because there's this issue where there's a water tower with a peach, the Georgia peach. And people are upset because they think the peach looks like a behind. They think the peach looks like a buttocks, peachy butt. And he has to go back and deal with this. And there's this great line where he turns to the camera because he does this a lot. And he looks at the camera and he says, I hate this small ball S. And then, you know, cue the cool opening theme to House of Cards, which was a great, great theme. Anyway, uh, you get so out of touch with your district and your and your state, your constituents, because Washington is your your home. I mean, that's it. You're the senator from a place, but you're really Washington, D.C., all in. And that's just the nature of the beast of Washington and the nature of being in a Congress that has no term limits and a Congress that rewards seniority and a Congress that ensures that leadership does everything it possibly can to raise money for other candidates. And that's how leadership stays in leadership and the cycle perpetuates itself. I mean, just look at Chuck Schumer, exactly the same thing. I mean, we, we you know, Chuck Schumer is a senator from New York State. You have the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, today talking about installing magnetic uh, wands and, you know, magnetometers at migrant shelters because they're having so many problems with crime at migrant shelters. And you've got the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, coming out and saying we need to end sanctuary city laws so I can deport these criminals. The governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, is calling the immigration crisis a crisis. Chuck Schumer is more concerned about Ukraine funding. Chuck Schumer said yesterday that his priority is Ukraine because that's something we can have the most bipartisan consensus on. The border will have to wait. The border will have to wait. And we'll get to the border, but the border is going to have to wait. And, you know, we'll get there. You see what I mean? If, if the there were several bad amendments to the Constitution uh, during the Woodrow Wilson era, as you know, the 16th Amendment with income tax, the 17th Amendment, which, of course, is the one that ended the states sending their senators to Washington on their behalf and then change it to the popular vote. And since that time, we've now seen these politicians who run for statewide office and grandstand and all they think about is becoming president and they get into Washington and the power just consumes them and everything else. If Chuck Schumer was really there to do the job of his state, his number one priority right now would be the border because New York City is being overwhelmed with the border crisis. The governor of New York, the mayor of New York, elected officials, you had cops who were beat up by illegal immigrants. I mean, that's what he'd be dealing with. He'd be saying, Ukraine's got to wait. We got to deal with the border situation. We got to deal with the with, with what's happening down in Texas. But he's not there for New York. He's there for the Washington swamp to make sure he raises enough money for Democrat candidates so that he can remain Senate majority leader and then he can get more Democrats elected. And that's what the swamp wants. The swamp doesn't give a damn about the border. People living in New York City care about the border. People living in cities care about the border, but they don't care about Ukraine. The swamp cares about Ukraine because that's the defense industrial complex and all the other little various, you know, octopi arms that entrench these guys and grab them and take hold of them. And McConnell, exactly the same thing there. I mean, do you think the average person in Kentucky, think about this now. Do you think the average Kentuckian just drive down Kentucky Stop at a nice bourbon distillery because, as my friend Tom Massey has told me, who I don't agree with all the time, by the way, Kenny. Got to remind my friend Kenny on Twitter. I don't agree with Tom Massey all the time or on everything. But as my friend Tom Massey has said to me, Congressman Massey, and I do agree with him on this, in order for it to be bourbon, it has to be from Kentucky. 
I do agree with that. I believe that in my heart and my soul. Ask the average person in Kentucky at a distillery enjoying some fine Kentucky bourbon if they believe the number one priority for the United States of America right now should be Ukraine. Just ask them. This is the problem with the way Washington is, is, is set up. I mean, this is the problem right there in a nutshell. The Senate Majority Leader and the Senate Minority Leader, their priorities are not the priorities of the constituents of their state. They're not the priorities of their states. They're the priorities of the Washington swamp because that's who writes the checks, the checks that they need to dish out so they can remain in leadership. This is the self-fulfilling prophecy. It's why I have said for years we need term limits. I know people think that the voters are the ones who decide on term limits, but it's really not the case (laughs) because, number one, the districts are designed in such a way that they're basically safe for incumbents. And every 10 years when they redraw the maps after the census, well, the party in power, they sit down with the other party and they work it out so that if they have to lose a seat, they pick the one they like the least to get rid of that person. And they all keep their jobs. And in some, some ways, they wind up with their districts becoming even stronger for them. That's usually how it works out. And the case of the senators, I mean, it's very difficult to defeat an incumbent United States senator because of how much money they're able to raise as a United States senator. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars in their war chest. It's very difficult. So for that reason, you understand how the priorities of the people in their state become so out of line with the priorities of people in Washington. And that is, I think, really a direct one of the major consequences of the 17th Amendment to the Constitution, because that amendment said no longer will the states be sending their senators to Washington. We'll have a popular vote. Of course, there were a number of bad amendments during the Woodrow Wilson era. Woodrow Wilson was the worst president of all time. Before you tell me it's Obama or it's Joe Biden, it's Woodrow Wilson. That man and his legacy did more to change this country than any other president has, and his legacy lives on today, from the League of Nations to the Federal Reserve to the expansive powers of the executive branch, the Alien and Sedition Acts where the government punished speech it didn't like against the war. There was also the 18th Amendment, of course, which was prohibition which banned booze and the worst amendment to the constitution, the 19th amendment, which gave uh, women the right to vote. So, you know, (laughs) there's that. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's not the worst amendment to the constitution. Everybody knows which one that is. It's the 16th, but it's the second worst one. Am I right? Matt DeSantis. (laughs) Yeah. You're on your own this time. Fair enough. 855-839-1210. I'm just kidding. Listen, Media Matters of America, I'm just kidding, you jackasses. We love broads voting, don't we, Bernie Sanders? We love it. I would have had a sign back then, give the broads the vote. But unfortunately, it was women who led the prohibition. It was women who largely led the prohibition effort, you know, the teetotalers. So I'm just, just saying. Just pointing. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna stop talking right now. It's probably a good idea to take a break. <laughs> a little, running a little late. We're gonna do, stop digging, as they say. Right? <laughs> when you're in a hole, maybe put the shovel down. Hey, I'll do that real quick. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Lighten up. You gotta laugh. Come on. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We got a lot to chat about today. A lot. We got Hunter Biden on the Hill. Biden talking tough on crime, but is he really talking tough on crime? And yeah, the DOJ and the CIA, the FBI, they're all weaponized against the American people and against their political enemies. And it's time that it is all exposed. Plus, King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, Phil Murphy, making dead whale jokes at his budget address yesterday in Trenton. 
We'll be right back. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Never miss a minute of the Zioli Show. Of the Zioli Show. Just head to 1210 WPHT on the Odyssey app. Tap earlier today. day today it's funny you got people like matthew dowd and others already coming out and saying mitch mcconnell was the adult in the room uh welcome back 855-839-1210 on twitter at rich zioli the big story of the day today is that mitch mcconnell will not be seeking uh another term as the senate minority leader he's stepping down as mcconnell's as, as leader of the um republican party in the senate so that is a big story brought to you by our friend, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Just go see him today for your perfect smile. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. As uh, Eli Lake put it on Twitter, so Biden only got 80% of the vote in the Michigan primary. I guess that means he needs to blame Israel for the war that Hamas started. Otherwise, pro-Hamas voters in Dearborn will stay home. And uncommitted won two delegates yesterday in the Michigan primary. See, when I tell you that the Democrat Party is nuts, it's full of wackos, this is what I'm talking about. These people are so all in on sending a message, this this anti-Israel message, because they think Biden is somehow all in on Israel. I, I don't think he is, but... And uncommitted got two delegates for the Democrat National Convention going into this summer. So... You want to talk about a box of uh, box of rocks. It's that party. It's not it's just not the Republican Party. I'm sorry. It's not not now. It's just not maybe parties go through phases, but this is the Democrats time and it's their time to confront crazy. And if you don't confront crazy, well, then you're, you could really lose because you just you're out of touch. I mean, this is the bottom line. You are out of touch today. This mayor of Georgia spent more time today trying to justify how. The, the horrific crime that happened against this young woman who simply because this guy who murdered her should have been deported. I mean, the, the suspect should have been deported. Bottom line, should have been deported. And it's sanctuary laws that keep guys like this from being deported. And then, you know, a young woman dies. And that is a damn shame. It's an outrage. It's a crime. It's absolutely something that should have been prevented and could have been prevented. But this mayor of Athens, Georgia, who today got yelled at by his own constituents and the guy is so smug he spends a lot of time just basically yelling back at people mayor of athens georgia but before i get to that let me go to the khakis 
Let's turn to the khakis for some clarity. Because whenever you're doubting anything in life, turn to the khakis. By that, I mean Steve Kornacki. Steve Kornacki and MSNBC last night was really breaking down how Michigan is a landslide for Trump. And he really exposes also the problems that Nikki Haley has. The, really the problems that Nikki Haley has going forward. And this is the problem, not only for Nikki Haley, but for the establishment. They can't stop Biden. And you have these Michigan voters who sent two uncommitted delegates because uncommitted got more than 10% in the Democrat primary. Which, as Michigan pollster Bernie Porn, that's his name, don't take it up with me, Bernie (laughs) Porn says, unfortunate name, uh, this is a problem for Biden in the general election. Michigan pollster Bernie Porn. This is a problem for Biden in the general election. He says the big issue for Biden is to what extent are uncommitted voters, which are being prompted by Arab American news and a variety of Arab leaders, including the mayor of Dearborn, going to be successful in a protest vote against President Biden by voting uncommitted. There are about 70,000 Arab voters who are expected to vote, but not all of them are going to be in the Democrat primary. I'm guessing it will be in the 5 to 7 percent range, but it could be as high as 10. And he goes on to say, as far as the outlook for the November election, there are a whole variety of things that are problematic for Biden. The perception of Joe Biden's age is a problem he has to deal with. Unless he can find what Ponce de Leon couldn't find, the fountain of youth, I don't think there's anything he can do about the age problem. 66% think the country is on the wrong track. And any time you have a number like that, it is a problem for the incumbent. In favorability, 38% have a favorable opinion of Joe Biden, while 40% have a favorable opinion of Donald Trump. In our last two polls in November and this one, this is the first time we've had a higher favorability for Donald Trump than Joe Biden. We also asked a number of questions about Donald Trump. If voters think former President Trump committed a crime by urging his supporters to try to overturn the results of the 2020 election, and a bare 50% majority said yes, he did. We also, have to pe- we also asked if people thought he would be convicted of a crime. 46% said yes, 43% said no. Overwhelming belief for yes among Democrats, slightly more saying no among independents, and overwhelmingly no for Republicans. And we asked if he is convicted of a crime before the election, what would happen in terms of a revote, and 44% said they would vote for Biden, 44% said they would still vote for Trump. This is must-win state Michigan we're talking about here. Must-win state Michigan. So here's the, uh, let's, let's go to the khakis. Steve Kornacki, take a listen. Let's get right to it. Our own Steve Kornacki is at the big board. Steve, walk us through it. Uh, yeah, uh, Steffi, let's start on the Republican side now. We've just got, uh, in the last couple of minutes, a lot more of the vote. We're up to over 40% statewide. It's been coming in at a trickle, a steady trickle, but we've worked our way up to 41% of the vote in. And you see Trump right now just over 67%. Haley, and a little bit more there. Haley at about 28% couple ways to look at this result. Obviously, this is a landslide for Trump, but I think from Haley's standpoint, she's indicated clearly that she knows she's not she's likely not getting this Republican nomination. But she made in that South Carolina speech she delivered on Saturday night sort of a centerpiece of her message, the idea that, hey, there's 40 percent of Republicans. That's what it was in New Hampshire, where she got 43 percent of the vote. That's what it was in South Carolina, where she got 40 percent of the vote. There's about 40 percent, she was saying, out there who just don't want to vote for Donald Trump. And they're voting for me. And she wants to keep going because of that. Well, that number she's going to get in South Carolina in uh, Michigan tonight is not 40 percent. And it doesn't look like it's even going to be 30 percent. If you look at all the counties that we have results from so far in Michigan, and that's 65 counties right now, there is only one county in the state where Haley is getting at least 40 percent of the vote. And it's Washtenaw County. University of Michigan, you can see she's getting 43 percent there. Nearly 90 percent of the vote is in. 
Now, Washtenaw County, college county, a lot of college degrees, higher incomes, suburban type county. That's the type of place in South Carolina Haley was doing very well. It's the type of place in New Hampshire she was doing very well. And you can see this is the type of place if she were having a South Carolina slash New Hampshire type night where she was getting 40 percent statewide, she'd be winning Washtenaw County. We'd be talking about what's Haley's margin here. Instead, she falls short here. And right now, this is her best county in the state. And in her best county in the state, she's not quite at the number she got in New Hampshire. And then meanwhile, in many other parts of the state, we've been focusing as small rural counties, Working class populations, large, large concentrations of white voters without college degrees. That's been Trump country in Michigan and elsewhere. And we see there counties, you know, Trump is getting 75 percent of the vote, 75 percent of the vote, nearly 80 percent of the vote. And these small, small counties collectively add up. And that's what's powering him now to over 67 percent of the vote. And if you start to play this out. You know, the first counties to come in tonight that make up, I think, a disproportionate share right now of the overall statewide vote are these suburban southeastern Michigan counties. And as the rest of the state fills in, the share of the vote coming from this area is going to decline. And as I just showed you, that's Haley's actually best area tonight. So I think what that adds up to is as this vote comes in statewide, this Trump number could climb and this Haley number could fall further. It's not impossible. We'll be looking at the end of the night at Donald Trump hitting 70 percent in Michigan and Haley falling all the way down from 25. And obviously, that would be a far cry from the 40 and 43 percent she was previously getting. And the rules in Michigan Pretty much the same as they were in South Carolina. There is no party registration in Michigan. No such thing as registering as a Republican, a Democrat, an independent. Anybody could come and vote in this primary today. That was the same in South Carolina. But Haley is not getting those numbers she got in the first two contests that she made the centerpiece of her message. It's not good. It's not good. But it also shows you the enthusiasm factor that's there for Trump, which just keeps increasing as this keeps going on. Here's a clip, and I, I'm, I'm hoping we can find the uh, the identity of this gentleman. I sent it to you earlier today, Matt. This um, Democrat activist who's, I'm assuming, a black pastor, uh, Benny Thompson tweeted this out earlier, and he's really turned on the Democrat Party and talking about how the Democrat Party has let black people down in this country. And I love what he says here. The clip's a little bit long, but I think it's worth it. I really do. I think it's worth hearing. And I, you know, if this if this sentiment carries in a lot of places it spells real problems for joe biden it really does take a listen you know black people used to be republicans until right after the great depression i think we've ridden this donkey as far as i can take this okay it's pretty it's, it's dead i'm ready to get on a great big old african elephant we have to remember who joe biden is this is a guy who was uh, mentored by senator Byrd and People like Strom Thurmond, the card-carrying members of the Ku Klux Klan. So, you know, she represents uh, Republican 2.0. What she's talking about for us is a new emancipation, socially, politically, economically. It's it's Emancipation 2.0. And we have a real opportunity, not only with her candidacy, but with President Trump, to uh, start again in this country and recognizing where we've been. Look, I'm not telling any of you who are Democrats to remember your voter registration card. Okay? Maxine Waters, Auntie Maxine, imagine if she was really your auntie. She's really my auntie. What I'm saying is this. After all of those years of dealing with failed policies, how many more, how, how many more lives, how much more time 
how many more generations are we going to sacrifice at the altar of Democrat politics when they treat us as a political afterthought? An afterthought. It's time for us to make a positive choice in our own best interest and vote for the candidates who are in our own best interest. And if they are Republicans, then so be it. When uh, white America, working class, and black America, working class, decides to work together, there's no demographic that can stop us. What other sign from God do you need than to see the predominantly white Republican Party uh, moaning, groaning with us about the likes of the FBI and the CIA? <laughs> We're talking about God's timing, right? Uh, doesn't he have a way of making strange bedfellows? He has a way of drawing us together in perilous times to stand together, work together, fight together, vote together, lead this country together. Because those uh, people who are inclined to its destruction are our common enemy. Our common enemy. I think that's um, um, well well said. Biden's problems in Michigan go way beyond, though, just simply about Israel and Gaza. Young voters say their discontent goes deeper than that. And Biden's problems are also happening in college towns. That's where Uncommitted did very, very well. I'll break it down for you. But listen, first, I want to tell you, you know, spring is coming. It's going to be here really soon. Don't you want that beautiful, thick, green, lush lawn that everybody in your neighborhood is going to be? Wow. I mean, the envy of your neighborhood. Use my lawn care company, Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. The safer alternative for your lawn, for your family, and for your pets. See, what makes Natural Lawn of America so unique is that they understand the needs of your lawn. Their technicians assess what your lawn needs because your lawn's different than everybody else's. People make the mistake of thinking it's just, you know, one size fits all. It's not. And that's what Natural Lawn of America has been doing for decades. And that's why they're so good at what they do. That's why you're going to have that beautiful, thick, lush, green lawn that everybody always wants. And you're going to have it in a much safer way for your family and your pets. And here's the best part. When you call Natural Lawn of America, they're going to seed your lawn every year for free. That's right. But you got to take advantage of this limited time offer by calling now. 1-800-FREE-SEED. 1-800-FREE-SEED. The seeding of your lawn every year really goes a long way to giving it that, that fullness that you really crave and the health of the lawn too. And that's what Natural Lawn of America will do for you, just like it did for me at my old house. And I'm excited about the fact that soon they're going to come and start treatments at our new house. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds guaranteed. Call them today. Get the free seeding, limited time offer. 1-800-FREE-SEED. It's the Rich Zioli Show, live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
to chat about. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thank you for being part of the show today. We appreciate it very, very much. We are going to talk about a number of different issues, including um, something that might actually be uniting Republicans and Democrats, if you can believe it. An issue to stop something that the Biden administration is trying to push through. A new policy. Plus, we're going to get a breakdown of King Philip the Unaccountable's uh, budget address to New Jersey yesterday. He made a very crass dead whale joke because, you know, dead whale jokes are funny, obviously. But let me touch on this point, though. Biden's problems in Michigan go well beyond just simply Israel and, and, and Gaza. It goes way beyond that. New York Times story says if you're a Democratic incumbent running for reelection, young voters are an essential part of your coalition. And they cite this independent pollster who points this out. And when you look at the breakdown of who voted for the uncommitted, which is a movement that only spent $200,000 and only began a couple weeks ago and got two delegates yesterday in Michigan, uncommitted, the Democrats now, uncommitted won Dearborn and Hamtrak. It also won 19% in Ann Arbor and 15% in East Lansing, which are both big college towns. Biden has problems with young voters. Interviews with more than two dozen students across the state indicated a deeper well of dissatisfaction, not just with the incumbent president, but with the prospect of once again having to choose between two candidates, Mr. Biden and former President Donald Trump. It's been a tense atmosphere on campus, said the co-chairman of the College Democrats, <coughs> excuse me, at the University of Michigan. <coughs> Pardon me. A lot of people, if they're not upset with what's going on with the administration's handling of the conflict, they're turned off from politics because they don't want to get engaged in it. National polls have for months reflected a similar sentiment. Voters under 30 who backed Mr. Biden by more than 20 points in 2020 are unenthusiastic about a rematch between Biden and Trump. And it's Israel. Yep, that that is definitely a big issue driving these young these young people, the foreign policy issues. Absolutely. But it's not just that, too. They don't think he's going far enough on climate change, if you can believe that. They don't think he's going far enough on passing student loan forgiveness. They don't think he's going far enough on backing abortion access. I mean, how freaking nuts are these people if they don't think Biden's going far enough on those things? I think Biden's extreme on all those issues. But this is this is the problem. And so with with these young people, it's very possible they may just stay home. You know, they may just stay home and not go out and vote because their hatred of Donald Trump, as much as it might be palpable, may not be enough to motivate them to get out there. Biden's got problems within the black community, within the brown community, as the media calls it, with young voters. He's got some problems. No question about it. And that's why I think Trump is on track to win this thing. I really do. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you want to weigh in. All right, we got a lot to chat about. I do want to tell you, though. You know, like with all things on this program, we're very, very grateful to our wonderful sponsors, Emmons Roofing and Siding, Emmons Remodeling. How about a new bathroom in one day? That's right. You heard me. One day. My friends at Emmons can come in, remodel your bathroom in as little as one day with minimal disruption. It's amazing. And they also do kitchen remodeling as well. And we use them for both in our previous home. They did our bathroom and kitchen. They remodeled it. My wife was thrilled. Happy wife, happy life. And also, Emmons does, of course, roofing, 
siding, windows, and doors. They are the experts at all these things. If you have a shore house, get that roof inspected now because minor winter leaks now can lead to big expensive repairs when the warm winter comes, warm weather comes very, very soon. So reach out to the team at Emmons. They serve Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. Matt and his wife, Stephanie, are dedicated to your customer satisfaction, and they're going to make sure that you're happy. So go to EmmonsRemodeling.com today or visit the Emmons Remodeling Showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Remember, you get a lifetime warranty on that roof. They stand by their work, and you can trust that they will make sure you are satisfied with the job every step of the way. EmmonsRoofing.com, EmmonsRemodeling.com. Trust the team at Emmons. By the way, breaking news in the Trump New York civil fraud case, there is a development on that regarding the payment that the former president is supposed to make in order to post bail or post an appeal, excuse me. I'll give you that update straight ahead.